the following podcast contains adult material. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for returning to There Are No Nice Guys for a new season. My name is Laura Coronado. I am your host. And this is the 36th episode. It's the season premiere episode for season five. My hiatus took longer than I had planned, but I finally made it back. And today I just have updates to deliver for you, but hopefully some inspiration too. I'm still focused on making your dating life better in 2022 and mine too, by delivering some guidance, tips and advice designed to empower and inform you. That's my goal. Improving your dating life comes down to your attitude, decisions, and behaviors. It's about your standards and boundaries, and only you can set and abide by those. But I hope to provide you with some deep thoughts, sound advice, and interesting life examples to guide you to making the best decisions for you. Now, I believe in leading by example, so I think the best way I can inspire you to make some improvements to your dating life is by updating you on mine. First to consider is that I've been making some big life changes. I purchased my home alone only a couple of years ago, and I've told you about that. And this time last year, I gave up alcohol and pot. At the beginning of this year, I restarted therapy. And last season, I told y'all how I was taking a break from dating and just focusing on dating myself. I had to take a break. I had such a bad attitude about dating. Buying the house reaffirmed my faith in myself. It gave me something tangible to reinforce my belief that I can take care of myself by myself and I can do anything. Feeling that powerful can only give birth to other great things, right? So it wasn't too long later that I gave up drinking and drugs. And immediately, clarity set in. I didn't even know I was lacking clarity. I had always thought I had a good head on my shoulders, and I did, but things were sure foggy. And because they'd been so foggy for so long, I didn't know there was fog. I didn't know there was a lack of clarity. But when I could see clearly, when I experienced the first hints of clarity, I wanted more. That's when therapy came into place. Thank you for your continued support of There Are No Nice Guys. But did you know I also have a blog? Since 2008, I have managed my own women's lifestyle blog called Lolly Shopping. I write about all the stuff that grown women love, plus my favorite places in Las Vegas. So when you're not listening to There Are No Nice Guys, please read my blog at lollyshopping.com. L-O-L-L-I-E shopping.com. Now back to the podcast. It was in therapy that I came to terms with my bad attitude about men and dating. 
How could I possibly get anywhere with men if I hated them? How could I possibly get anywhere with dating if I was having an awful time doing it? The thing is, I love love. I want to be in love again. I am in love with love. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people in love with love. And I'm straight. I date straight men. And so long as I have a bad attitude about them, I'm doomed to never be in love again. That realization is when I took a break from dating. I stayed on the dating apps, but only to have content for social media. I I liked taking profiles of men and posting them on Twitter. Originally, it was to make fun of the bad profiles. But then as a measure to improve my attitude about men, I started taking screenshots of good profiles and sharing those too. I certainly didn't want my bad attitude to poison the attitude of other women. So I tried behaving positively toward men and dating. I stopped, however, using the apps for my personal dating life. I stopped swiping and it made life so much better. Between taking a break from dating, connecting with myself, journaling, going to therapy and meditating, my attitude did change. I felt hopeful. Then one evening on Hinge, while looking for a profile to screenshot and share on Twitter, I found one great profile that was so good, I didn't want to share him. I wanted him for myself. So I contacted him, and he responded. And we messaged, then talked on the phone, and hit it off, and eventually, we dated. And he was wonderful. I'd finally found a good man, a great man. But it still didn't work out. And I'm so annoyed. But it wasn't because he was an asshole or because I got scared and sabotaged it. We were perfectly behaved and mature. We were stable. We were grounded. We were balanced. We behaved in all those ways that two adults should behave when dating. We just weren't fully compatible. And it just wasn't meant to be. But damn, did he give me hope. It was the hope that I needed that there are good men out there. There may be no nice guys, but there are good men, great men. I know because I finally met one and dated him. And he can't be the only one. As great as he was, and I like to call him Mr. Almost because he was almost perfect for me. Dating Mr. Almost led me to another breakthrough, another big change. I've decided not to participate in any more casual sex. And for me, that means not having sex with a man unless we're in a committed relationship. Sounds old-fashioned, right? And surprising, especially coming from me. I'm not trying to be old-fashioned, and I'm not trying to be manipulative, so much as I'm just trying to protect my heart. See, ending things with Mr. Almost hit me harder than I would have liked. I fell for him hard, and we didn't even date that long. 
It might be because I'm one of those people who's in love with love. But I also think that sex plays a big part. And sex with Mr. Almost was good. I still think about it from time to time. We had great sex. The dude was so fucking hot. I loved having sex with him. And great sex, to me, feels like love. I think if he and I had dated and not had sex, things still would have ended. But my getting over him would have been a lot easier. And it's science. Orgasms release all these happy hormones that can confuse you. You might think you're in love, but really you're just high from hormones that were activated during sex. And that's why I don't want to have sex with a man unless we're in a committed relationship. Because then my heart is safer, more protected. I'm not dating anyone right now, but I'm not taking a break from it either. There just isn't anyone who I'm interested in, who has shown an interest in me, and sometimes it just works out that way. But when someone does come along, I won't be having sex with him. And that'll be a nice litmus test too. Because if he really likes me, cares for me, respects me, he'll understand and be patient. If he's a piece of shit, he'll try to tell me I'm wrong for having such a boundary. If he's a douchebag who uses women for sex, he'll drop me like a hot potato. While this rule was created to protect my heart and my sanity, it also acts as a tool for profiling men. I no longer date users or douchebags. I only date good men like Mr. Almost. I can't wait to meet and date another. So meanwhile, I date myself. I connect with my inner child. I still go to therapy. I still journal. I still meditate. I took a salsa dance class. I explore all my interests. I mean, if I'm not dating anyone, I have lots of free time to do it. I'm discovering what I want and what I want it to look like. And I just turned 51. I know, shocking, right? But it's like it's all coming together. I mean, what better time to be making all of these changes and transform than when I begin the latter half of my life? Last year was all about transformation, but I feel like it happened. I transformed. Now I'm all about expansion. That has been the biggest change for me. Expansion. I wasn't expecting that part to happen. Nobody told me it would. My mind has expanded. My heart has expanded. My love for myself has expanded. My abilities are expanding. My emotional intelligence and intuition have expanded so much so I didn't even know it was possible. It's incredible. I can profile people within seconds, reading their energy and knowing whether or not I want to give them access to me. I almost wish I hadn't been dating this whole time. I think the reason it was so bad for me is that I lacked these skills, this ability to profile people, especially men, just as well as the FBI can. Of course, if I had these skills back when I got divorced all those years ago, I would have never learned the lesson that inspired this podcast. There are no nice guys.
But I know now there are good men. And I'm holding out for them and only them. How would you like to be a featured sponsor of this podcast? I'm accepting advertiser inquiries. If you think your product or service is a fit for this audience, go to my website and fill out the contact form. Go to thereareno-niceguys.com forward slash contact. Let's chat. Now back to the podcast. Here's what you can expect for the rest of this season of There Are No Nice Guys. I'll be interviewing two book authors. First, there's a Mae Lutkin who wrote The Lonely Hunter, How Our Search for Love is Broken. And later, I'll have Dr. Carmen Hara on the show. She wrote Committed, Finding Love and Loyalty Through the Seven Archetypes. Did you know there is a rise of lonely single men? And boy, are they pissed off about that. So we're going to talk about it. And remember earlier when I said I've gotten really good at profiling people, especially men? I've got tips on that I'd love to share with you. Plus this season, we're also going to talk about dating coaches, life coaches, relationship coaches. Oh my, are they a good substitute for therapy? Short answer is no, but this season I'll tell you why that is. You simply have to come back next week though. I have a story to share about a nice guy who went bad, although I think he was never nice to begin with. It's a personal story, and I'm not even the main character. See you then. 